Hey guys, welcome to the continuation of the dive bar episode. We are doing book three of it that is called Chaser. Um, trying to think if there's anything with either the podcast or with me that you guys need to know. Um, unfortunately, I'm not recording this a week after the after the last episode I'm doing a couple hours afterwards and then I can kind of sit back relax because I just took um a good like hour and a half to edit everything from the last episode so I'm just like okay I'm gonna just sit I'm just going to grab some dinner I'm gonna relax so I'm back in this um because I as much as I want to record next week just so that I can keep it all stable. I can't because I've got uh, my, I have a three-year-old, um, uh, I'm not a child now. I have a, uh, a three-year-old pit mix who, as of right now, she's at our board and train. I uh, rescued her about a year ago and we've been having some issues with her and her responding to other dogs in a, kind of like aggressive way and people are afraid of pits as is so I have her in a board and train right now and um all next weekend I am doing things with her and I've also have it I'm supposed to have a date next weekend as well so I kind of have to get the recordings done this weekend so then I am able to um get everything that I need to get done next weekend done because I don't think I'll have time to record. So uh, that that's going on with me. Um, so I'm just so excited I get to see my baby girls. Um, so she is the cutest girl ever. Like I saw her two weeks ago I believe. Um, and that was the first time I'd seen her in about a month because they don't want us. They want to try to work on some of the big things with her before I was able to see her. And she was so excited when she saw me and I, I was trying not to cry because I only had her for about a year and we've gotten very close. Um, so her name is Zena. She's a, cutie cutie baby girls um so later on in the podcast when she's back home you'll be probably able to hear her in any sort of way because uh she tends to be very needy um at times <laughs> so um uh, so right now I am not drinking anything I do have a uh pop or a soda depending on what part of the country you're in uh, next to me that every once in a while I will get a drink out of that because you know mouth gets dry after talking for a while um, but I earlier while I was eating dinner I did have I didn't have another um, whiskey sour but I did have a uh, um, apple cider and spiced rum Oh, that was so good. Because, you know, it's fall. It, it It's getting to that fall season to where you just want things that are like, I don't know, folly tasting, yet alcoholic. So spice rum and, and, uh, uh, and apple cider is where I went with that. And, oh, it was so good. Um, all right. So I'm going to, we're going to do a quick overview of, 
what happened in the last two books in case you don't quite remember. Um, and then we'll get into the new episode or the new book that we haven't covered yet. Uh, I'm going to try and have this roughly around an hour. Um, it might go a little over, so we'll see how that goes. But I think you guys are going to like this book a lot because I do. I, out of the all three books, I think this is one of my favorites because it's almost like a giant redemption book in a way. And I'll explain that as we go on. All right, so let's get started. Now, just the quick overview. So the first, um, well, first I'm going to tell you about the, uh, if you didn't catch the titles of all three books. So first is Dirty, then is Twist, and then after that we have Chaser. Now, hearing that, it, it took me a while to realize it is all like mixology terms, um, where you can get like a martini, uh, like a dirty martini, a martini with a twist. And if you take a shot, you can get a chaser with it. Now in college, um, like any good college student, I drank when I was still underage. And so when we would do shots, I would be the one that would have a chaser of whatever beer or, or malt liquor was in my hand, that would be my chaser of whatever the shot was. And, uh, it, it took me quite a while to be able to be able to handle shots for the most part, because like I, the first time I ever got drunk, I was a freshman in college and, um, I think I scared my roommates, not my roommates, but my teammates, uh, for a little bit. Um, because, so I went to college on a soccer scholarship. So I did play collegiate soccer for a couple years. And, uh, uh, the first time I ever drank, I started laughing so hard. I started crying. I started crying so hard. I started laughing. This went on for like an hour and a half. And they're just like, are you okay? I'm just like, I have no idea what's going on with my own body at this moment. So probably not. Um, but, uh, so anyhow to who, so let's get into, um, just kind of the explanation of the first two books. So the first two books, our main characters were Vaughn and Lydia. And so Lydia was supposed to get married. She didn't because it turns out that her fiance was gay. Nothing wrong with that. Um, she met Vaughn when she broke into his house, um, I'm sorry for all the traffic. I live on a highway. Um, uh, and so if they started not so much dating, but kind of be friends with benefits or as I like to call a guy that I'm not dating, but occasionally do sleep with a man friend. Um, so they became man friend and whatever. And, uh, and so it goes on. So then when Vaughn leaves for his big, his next big break in the music industry, um, we have, after a couple days, he comes back and says that he's in love with Lydia and 
they get back together and engage on that same day. Unbeknownst to her, but she's fine with it. Um, and the second book twist, uh, the main characters in that one is uh, Joe and Alex. And I know I called Joe Eric a lot in that, and I apologize. That was my own fault. Um, for some reason, all I could think of was those emails that were sent back and forth. It was between Alex and Eric. So I think I got a little mix up with that and completely my own fault. And I apologize for that. So when Alex goes to go celebrate Eric's birthday and meet him for the first time, turns out he has no idea who she is. So it's just, it kind of like everything kind of snowballs and from there. And then they, and then Joe and, and Alex, they start their own romance uh, together and it, it, it evolves into something. But then after a tragedy hits, um, Joe pushes Alex away. So when she finally leaves, he gets pissed which he is the one that was telling her that he didn't want her, that he, that she needs to go. Um, so then when she does come back, they do get together. And then she moves from her hometown in Seattle back to Idaho and her and Joe now live together in, a, in apartments that Joe uh, renovated himself along with a few other people. Um, all right, so that's kind of where we are. So now we are going to go to uh, Eric and Jean. So this is probably about maybe close to a year after the last the last book. I'm going to say because when uh, at the end of the second book, you had Nell and. Pat get remarried and that was around Christmas time. Now this is around um, fall-ish. So it, it's been it's been like seven, eight months maybe since the end of the book. So as I said before, our main characters are Eric and Jean. Um, Eric, as you know, is one of the owners of Dive Bar. And so our other characters, we have Nell, who is one of the owners of Dive Bar and is married to Pat. We have Pat, who is the owner of Incaho, which is the um, tattoo parlor, and is married to Nell. We have Vaughn, who is a, now a solo artist uh, and bartends at Dive Bar while, and teaches music lessons at Guitar Den, and he's engaged to Lydia. Lydia, who's one of the owners of Dive Bar, works as a waitress and engaged to Vaughn. We have Andre, who's a friend to everyone and owns Guitar Den. We have Joe, who works as the bartender at Dive Bar and also works with his father in there. I believe it's the carpentry business, but I could be wrong on that. Um, and is dating Alex. And we have Alex, who just moved in with Joe and is a graphic artist. And then we... Then lastly, we have Rosie, who is a waitress at Dive Bar and is best friend to, like, all the girls. And so this is the first book in the series where it's from a male perspective, which I absolutely love. 
Um, Because a lot of times in in books, we either get it in third person or from the female perspective. But it, it sometimes is refreshing to have a book that is solely in the male perspective if it is a male female romance novel. Um, so I absolutely love how this book first starts out because it starts out as Nell calling Eric a fuckboy, which he completely is. There's no denying that for Eric. I, and I, I'm sorry, but there's not. And he's just, she tells him like he needs to grow up. He's almost 30. He still acts like an 18 year old for the most part. And he he needs to grow out of this. And Eric's just like I he doesn't want to say anything really too much to her because Nell's pregnant again and she's pregnant by her husband uh Pat this time and Eric's constantly worried because The last time Nell was pregnant and it was with his child, she lost the baby due to a car accident that caused a miscarriage. Um, So while Nell is like yelling at him, he's just staring at a woman that walks into the bar and he's just staring right at her ass. Just, just watching as she's going. So he, he tells Nell, be like, yeah, 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 I'm listening. I, I, I completely understand. I need to change my ways, whatever, anything to get her off his back for the most part. So he sees one of the waiters and be like, I got this table. Don't worry about it. So he goes over to the woman and he's thinking he might actually like try and find a girlfriend and he introduces himself, but he introduces himself as just the owner of the entire bar. And, but this woman says that her name is Jean. And he, I guess he has this way that he likes to try to pick up women where he goes, I guess I, I, I can guess what you're going to drink. And so he'll take a gander and, and, and he'll think and, He'll guess, and usually he's right for the most part, but he has also been bartending for the last couple years. And she's just like, okay, I want to see this. This is kind of like a magic trick. I want to know what you're going to do. So he finally lands on a black widow. So I looked up exactly what a black widow was, and there's a different um, different ways you can make it, but the way that... Eric makes it, it is blackberries, tequila, and lime juice. Um, and I think you also put like a guave sugar in it as well. Maybe something more like simple syrup. Um, but she says that she wants it virgin, so she doesn't want tequila. And he's just like, I don't know about this. No drink with any alcohol in it is just not right. Um, and Andre comes in and says hi to, hi to Jean. So Andre knows Jean. And this already puts Eric kind of like on edge. And I can understand that because Andre's single. Andre's a silver fox. Oh, yeah. Um, but he tells Eric that they're going to be neighbors since she's also moving into the apartment. Again, Eric isn't fond of this because 
All right, now he's thinking, I can't date this girl because it's going to go bad and we're next door neighbors. Everything's going to go to shit. So right now she's off the market. So he finally goes and he makes a drink because Andre also ordered a beer. So, and so Nell rushes over to Jean and he's just like, shit, now this is worse. I can't do anything with this woman because now, because Nell's friends with her. And, uh, so Jean stands up, she hugs Nell and right as Eric is bringing out the drinks, Jean turns and he sees that Jean is heavily pregnant and drops the drink and says, oh, fuck. So they help Jean move into her apartment and, and Eric is kind of like in, um, not caveman mode, but he's basically telling her, you can't pick this up, even though it's like a pillow and, and all this other stuff, because he is now worried about Jean slipping, falling, anything that could hurt the baby. And I think that was basically from what had happened to Nell and his own child. Like, I don't think he's fully um, dealt with it, or if he has, I'm not entirely sure where his, um, where he is, uh, mental health wise with that whole situation. Um, so once they finally get into the apartment, Jean starts crying because she's, she's finally feels like this is home. And Eric, it's just like, looks at everyone be just like, what did you do? What did you make her cry? And, and all this. And she's just like, no, 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 they didn't do anything. Um, I, I feel safe. I feel at home here. It, it's nice. So once they finally get done moving all of her stuff and they're walking out now stops Eric and tells her that he's not allowed to hook up with Jean. And, and that she is completely off limits. So later on, he's talking to, uh, Eric's at the bar and he's talking to Joe and Alex. And he asks both of them if they think he's a irresponsible fuckboy. And they absolutely say nothing. Like they kind of just look at each other and, you know, at once couple, once a couple had been together for a while, they can kind of look at one, look at one another and have like that silent, like eye contact communication. That's what they're having. And Eric absolutely knows that they don't believe that they believe he is the irresponsible fuck boy. So he leaves early and grabs a bottle of booze after when he said he didn't leave early. He always showed up on time, which he was usually late and usually left early. But, uh, but he grabs a bottle of booze and he goes up to his apartment. So he doesn't even make it into his apartment. He is kind of like semi unconscious standing at his door or not standing, but sitting at his door. And, uh, so Jean walks up to him, says that she couldn't sleep because the baby had been kicking her. Um, 
and so she finally helps Eric up, which I don't know if that was the greatest move for a like seven month. She's like six or seven months pregnant at this point. And she's helping a junk man off the floor and then into his apartment. I, I'm not sure how safe that is for her. Um, so when she gets into the apartment, he tells her that he basically says that the baby, that Nell's baby is his. She goes, what? I'm just like, no, no, no. The one that Nell lost, it was mine. And, and like, at this point, Jean has no idea what to tell him because she doesn't know him that well. He, she just knows kind of what Nell had told her about him. And she lets the bomb drop of how Eric reminds Jean of the father of her child, how like she's pregnant from a one night stand. The condom must have broke and he was just someone that slept around a lot. So he already feels like shit now because one, he's thinking about his dead child and two, most, mostly number two, that he reminds Jean of, the father of the child. He asks her to stay with him with him for the rest of the night, and she does. Um, I it doesn't say if she left as soon as he passed out or if she just stayed the night. I'm not entirely sure about that. But for the past month after that, he'd been avoiding her, and he tries to go on a date once, and he goes on a date with this woman named Karen. And it was someone that he used to sleep with on a semi-regular basis whenever she was single or, and they both wanted it. Then they got together. So she came in thinking that they were going to have sex. And while well, he just wanted to sit down and have a conversation. And the thing is, they had literally nothing to talk about. Like, like absolutely nothing like it was so bad reading just just reading what the small talk was between them because literally there was nothing there was just like and then he kind of like she ran the diner I guess she was either a waitress or ran the diner and he kind of like dissed it a little bit since he owned the bar and and basically called her food basic not a great way. So she literally storms out. And Rosie comes over and is just like, you know, that was hard to watch. Maybe you should take a break from sex and women. He's just like, huh, maybe I should do that. Like, maybe that is a good idea. Rosie laughs and starts laughing so hard. Tears come out of her eyes. And, but, and she doesn't believe Eric can do that at all. And she's just like, you know what? I got a friend I can hook you up with. And he's just like, uh, I don't know about that. So there comes a Halloween party that everyone's going to, and it's at Vaughn's and Lydia's place. Cause they're the only ones that have a house. Everyone else lives in apartments. So Joe, Alex and Eric, they're on their way to the Halloween party. And 
Alex is the one who picked the costumes out, and they're those three are going as a group together. So uh, they're going as people from uh, the Adams family. So you have Alex, who's going as Morticia. You have Joe, who's going as Cousin Ed. And my favorite, above all, you have Eric going as Wednesday Adams. He's in a skirt. He has the pigtails and all going for him. So automatically, that costume wins for me. Um, so while at the party, he finds Rosie. And Rosie did bring one of her friends, Natasha, and, and tries to get them to talk, but... And, the, and they do start talking, and and I think she is in, oh, I cannot remember what her job is exactly, and I forgot to write it down. Um, but, so they're talking, but everything comes to a halt when he hears Jean's voice. So Jean and Natasha, they do start talking after a while about babies and, and Jean's birth plan, and... So Natasha says that she doesn't have any kids, but her sister does, and that her sister needs all the help she can get, and that she couldn't do it as a single mother, and 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 all this other stuff, and Jean, and you can tell that it's upsetting Jean. She's trying not to let it get to her, but it's 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 upsetting her for the most part, and she's just trying to ignore it, but it's just not working. And so Andre it comes over and he came over with with Jean and he's just like he's he's dressed up as Elvis in a polyester um suit as well so it's not a very breathable or not breathable um fabric as is so he's just like I'm going to go outside I'm going to get some air and Natasha goes with him so Eric and Jean start talking, even though he, even though she's just like, you know, uh, you can go and you can finish the conversation. He goes, no, no, I'm good right here. I want to keep talking with you. And, and, uh, and so they start talking and he's just like, you know, I thought it was kind of shitty that they were trying to tell you how to, uh, that your birth plan wasn't the best, that you needed more help that you couldn't do this on your own, which single mothers do it on their own all the time. So, I mean, if, if they can do it, then Jean can do it. So it's been a couple weeks after the Halloween party that Eric's finishing up at the bar. And as he's getting ready to walk up to his apartment, he hears keys hit the ground. And it's Jean trying to get into her car and she's saying that she's got this terrible back pain that she just wants to get to the hospital and, and just to get her checked out for like the just in case, like she doesn't believe she's going into labor. She's got another three weeks to go before she's actually due. He's just like, you know what? I'll drive you. There's snow on the ground. You're from Florida you've never driven in snow, I'll do it. So, and then, and plus you're in too much pain to be driving. So as soon as they get to the hospital, like he parks in like the emergency, 
I guess it's where the um, ambulance is, the ambulance bay. That's what I'm trying to get at. Um, he parks in the ambulance bay, and as soon as they are walking up to the door, her water breaks, and Jean's freaking out, be like, I have three more weeks. Nell is supposed to be my birth partner, but she has the flu, so she can't be here, and and all this stuff is going through her head. And I'm thinking, and I'm and I'm thinking like right now, what if that happened today with COVID going through? I mean, I I know that there are certain cities where if you where the either a birth partner or the father can be in the delivery room, but right now that is still kind of like hit or miss if it's allowed. So just, I'm just trying to picture this because right now she's thinking she has no birth partner. And Aaron, so they're still walking up to the door as after her water breaks and Eric's freaking out. Jean's completely calm. Eric's freaking out, yelling that uh, she needs help. She's going into labor. <laughs> and uh, and so when one of the nurses stopped them, she's just like, okay, well, um, uh, was just like kind of like asking Eric and, and Jean's just like, he's my birth partner. And they're just like, okay, okay. So they tell Eric and they're just like, go park the car. And he goes, he goes and does it. It takes him a little bit to find a parking spot. Um, so, unfortunately, when he comes back, we find out that the entire birthing plan is thrown out the window. Because as they were, even as they, when they were driving to the hospital, Gene says that the baby is breech. Now, if you don't know what a breech baby is, that means the feet are pointing down and not the head. So a baby cannot be born that way. It's just very unsafe um, for both. I believe it's for both the mother and the baby. Definitely the baby, and I believe, I think it's for the mother. So in Jean's birth plan, she's supposed to have a natural birth with no drugs. And that is completely thrown out the window when the doctor says that the baby isn't getting enough oxygen so they have to do an emergency C-section. So they're just like, Eric, if you're going to be in there, you have to go with this nurse and she's going to get you all into whatever gear you have to be in. He's just like, okay, okay, okay. Goes, uh, gets into what he needs to be in. So then he goes in and he's holding Jean's hand and talking to her, telling her like all these different names for the baby and he's just one trying to keep himself calm and trying to keep her calm as well because everything that she's wanted so far has been thrown out the window. She is three weeks early. She is not getting the birth that she wants. And like, she's just like, he's just like, nope, nope, nope. Uh, I need to keep her calm. And so he's telling her all these different names, like weird baby names and like the famous musician these these children belong to. And finally the baby is born and they name, and Jean names the baby Ada and Eric is, says that she's beautiful. 
a few hours later, Nell and Pat do come to the hospital. She did have a doctor look at her and say that she wasn't contagious. So she was able to see both Eric and the baby. And she automatically comes in and says, Eric, give me the baby. You're going to drop him. Like, she has absolutely no faith in Eric. Well, and he's been there for the last couple hours holding her. Like, he was the first person to hold Ada. And... Like, Nella just comes in and was just like, no, no, you're not allowed to do this. It's, it's basically, which is kind of like a, a shitty move on Nell's part. But, um, so Eric finally hands the baby over because he's been up for like 20 hours straight or something like that since he got done with a shift at the bar and then he was in the hospital the entire night with with Gene and Ada, um, where he ends up giving the baby to Nell or, or Gene, I think it was to Nell. And so he goes to the chair and he falls asleep. Pat shakes him awake and tells him to go home. And when he shakes him awake, it is when Gene is, uh, breastfeeding and he's trying not to stare at a breast. He's look, trying to look and everything but but that and Nell basically says something just like breastfeeding's natural it's not for men to look at he's not trying to like absolutely not trying to but you can see like he's getting red face and it could be a little bit of embarrassment because he doesn't want to see like he he likes Jean um and he doesn't want to have her feel embarrassed with him staring at a, her breasts. Um, so, like, everyone tells Eric just to go home, and he, so he does, but he tells Jean that he's going to visit her later. So, he is at the bar working a shift after he's able to get a couple hours of sleep, and... Uh, he's telling Joe the birthing story and Joe's a little scared because apparently him and Alex have been talking about having a baby together. So they are about to do a shot to wet the baby's head. I, I, I'm not entirely sure what that means, but it's like a, I'm, I'm guessing they're doing like a congratulations shot to her being born that day. And Pat comes into the bar and Eric invites him over, which Joe finds a little strange because like he is basically telling um, the, he's basically telling Pat who I'm, I'm going to guess Eric and Pat have kind of like, buried the hatchet of uh of of being enemies for the most part since what had happened with Nell. And Eric's wondering if since Eric lost his own baby about a year ago, if he isn't imagining like Ada as his own, he's just like, no, no. He's very adamant about that it it it's not like that. He just wants to help out. They they get it into his head that it'd be a good idea for him to, like, take some time off, go on vacation, and just, like, kind of get his head on straight. 
And so he's just like, you know what, that would probably be a good idea. Um, I'll go, I've got a couple weeks of vacation, I'll use that up real quick, and then we'll go from there. Um, so he uses his vacation, so he does go on vacation, and he spends three weeks in California. So once Eric returns from his vacation, he goes straight to Gene and Ada's apartment. And so he knocks on the door and she opens and you've got Ada in the background screaming her head off. And Gene just looks so tired. So she asks him how the vacation went and he feels like a complete asshole because he said that he would help. And then she's mostly just been all alone. And uh, she lets him into the apartment after he says, like, his vacation was good. And he kind of, like, backtracks and says, like, I, I missed you guys. And she kind of looked at me like he did. And he goes, yeah, and, and my vacation kind of sucked. I was worried about you guys the entire time, but... I, I kind of let people get into my head about this. So, um, but he's, he, he sees how tired Jean is and he may tells her, be like, look, I'll watch over Ada. You go get some sleep and I'll, and I'll be here. And she goes, are you sure? I'm just like, yes, I am completely positive. So she goes, um, off to, we think she's going off the bed, but she actually goes to the bathroom and brushes her teeth, she says. So, Eric is holding Ada and he's remembering all the things that he read in the baby book that he finally read. And he is, like, talking to her about his vacation and how it was kind of crappy and and... Ada falls asleep and he's just like, well, apparently no one wants to hear about anything, about anything of mine anymore. And so Jean comes out and be just like, what? And I'm just like, she's asleep. She goes like, really? He goes, yeah. And so, uh, they put her into her crib and it takes three tries because she keeps on kind of like somewhat waking up. They actually get her down. So in the bar the next day, um, he has a sit-down meeting with Nell and Lydia, and they tell him that there's been an offer put onto the bar by the resort in town, and um, they want to decide what they want to do, and at this point, they just decide to tell the people that um, they're thinking about their offer, and at this time, they've come to no conclusions. Uh, so, and Eric, so a few weeks go by and when Eric's not working, he's spending his time with Jean and Ada. So when Jean, so all this is happening, he's getting better with like interacting with Ada. He's helping out when he can. So Jean goes to shower and, and Eric is watching Ada when the door opens and in comes Nell and she's got food and a couple other things. And she's taken aback when she sees Eric with the baby. And 
she's just like, are you sure you got this? Like completely like it does not like granted given what Eric's past behavior was, I could see how she would not think that it was a good idea, but he's completely changed his ways since around October. This is now somewhere in like, um, December, November, December. So it's been a cup. It's been a month or a couple months, maybe. And Eric still has not slept with, with anyone. So he's still on his taking time off from women and, and, and sex. And, uh, Nell really has no faith in him. And, and she tells him yet again that he can't be friends with someone he finds attractive. And Eric tells her like, if, if he can't, if she can't trust him, that maybe they should sell the bar. And she's just like, well, maybe we should, because it'd be more money for me and Pat, basically. Um, and so after, after, I think it's a couple days, maybe after that, that Jean is going a little stir crazy and she wants to get out. She, and they're just like, you know what, we'll go grocery shopping. And, and Eric talks his way into going with her. Um, so Ada is strapped to Eric's chest. And one of those, I'm, I'm trying to think of what they're called. I know I have a few family members who have it. And it's kind of like the, I have no idea what it's called. But it, you can either strap the baby to your front or your back. But he straps Ada to her front, to his front. And so he's walking around and he's getting all these girls numbers and I don't know if they're actually giving numbers, but all these different women are coming up to him and like cooing at Ada and, and like giving him sultry eyes. And I think it makes Jean just maybe a little jealous because here's the thing is it was a single mother that was doing that guys really wouldn't come up to her, but if it was a single dad, Oh, women would be flocking to him saying, Oh, he's so great as a single dad. You're doing such good work. But the opposite way, it, it, it's a very bad double standard. And, and what I think I could be completely wrong in this and just talking out my ass. I don't know. So they see Andre at the grocery store and he asked Jean if she and Ada want to be his date for the dive bar Christmas party. And she says yes. And Eric's just like, fuck, I should have asked her first. Didn't think about it. Um, so she, and he's just like, he's slowly plotting on how he's going to kill, kill Andre. Which I find funny. Because it's showing that he has very strong feelings for Jean. But he does ask if she wants to come to Christmas at his parents, but she tells him that she already has plans with Pat, Nell, Vaughn, and Lydia. So Christmas and New Year's is extremely busy at the bar, so Eric doesn't get to see Jean all that much, and, and Ada as well. And so he's done on Christmas Eve, or not Christmas Eve, he's done New Year's Eve, and 
he's walking up to his apartment and he sees Andre there and Andre's making out with this woman and he fucking sees red because in his, he thinks that, um, Jean and Andre are courting, dating, whatever it is. And he's just like, no, I took her to a Christmas party because she doesn't have anyone. And I feel sorry that she doesn't have anyone. So I just wanted her to be a part of something. And he, he also says, he also tells Eric that he needs to tell Jean about the, about his feelings. So, When Eric's working at the barn the next day, um, he gets down and he goes to see that there's an order for delivery upstairs and the guy says it's for Jean. He goes, oh, I'll just take it up. I'm going up there anyway. So Jean invites him in and says that because he's so good to both her and Ada, she wants to cook him dinner. Uh, on his next day off and he's just like well I have that in two days and they're just like well I'll cook dinner for you then he's just like all right it's a date so when he shows up he shows up in navy slacks and a gray sweater like he's not trying to be overly dressed but he doesn't want to be underdressed as well and when Jean opens the door, she's in sweatpants. Apparently, Ada had been running a fever for most of the day. And uh, she hadn't had time to run to the grocery store and pick up. And she's just like, I'm so sorry. We can do this another day. And he goes, no, no, no. Now it's fine. Um, since Ada's down, we can just have some downtime in a way. And so... Uh, she's just like, he's just like, well, so what all do you have? She goes, well, I've got chicken nuggets. He goes, I absolutely love chicken nuggets. So they do that. And then they watch the movie Top Gun, which I saw Top Gun for the first time, uh, like two years ago, maybe. I'm not a big fan. I mean, the music, the music is awesome in it, but I'm not a big fan of the movie itself. And it could be that I'm not a big Tom Cruise fan. Um, so. But everything is like. Everything's just PG. But then the sex scene comes up. And they're both kind of. Like. It, it's very awkward. For both of them. And. Uh, and so. And so when Eric leaves for the night. He's just like. Bye. I'm glad this isn't awkward anymore. So a couple days um, later, everything's going great. Things are going good in the bar. And there's two women that are flirting with both Joe and Eric. And Joe kind of doesn't want anything to do with it. Um, like he, he'll smile at the women, but he won't say anything back. Eric's friend, Eric's being friendly to them. He's not overtly flirting. He's just kind of, he's just being friendly. So one of the girls' boyfriends comes in and accuses Eric of hitting on his girl, which he wasn't. He was just being friendly. And as Eric tries to defuse the situation with offering him a drink on the house, the dude rears back and punches Eric in the face. 
giving him a black eye. And so all hell breaks loose in the bar. Like Joe um, jumps over the bar, gets the guy, gets the guy outside. The guy takes off in the car. Eric is just like, son of a bitch. Um, Lydia is there. She saw the entire thing. And then out comes Nell. Now, I, 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 Nell is a fantastic character, but her in this book, I'm not a fan of her for the most part. Um, and well, just right now, I'm not a fan of her because like Eric's, it's not Eric's fault that any of this is happening. Um, that any of it happened at all. So like, uh, she, um, she goes, well, what happened? And I think it was Joe or Lydia that said like one of the girl's boyfriends came in and punched uh, Eric in the face and, and accused. And they're just like, why he goes, well, he accused me of flirt of hitting on him. Just like, well, were you? And he's just like, no, no, I was talking. I was being friendly, but I was not hitting on them. She doesn't believe it. Lydia's getting fed up with um, all of, uh, Nell shit that's going on right now. And we can't always blame it on pregnancy hormones. So he goes up to Jean's room afterwards and, uh, and, and tells her what happens. And she believes, she believes him, even though Nell doesn't. And Jean says that, he and Nell have a different relationship than they do. And it's going to take her longer to believe he's actually changing her way since, since they've known each other since they were children. So he's leaving for the night after things get a little bit more awkward when he calls Jean beautiful. So as soon as he shuts his door, Jean is knocking on his door and, uh, he asks him if they, and, and tells him that they should become friends that have sex together and for him just to think it over. And in his head, he's thinking, I definitely should say no, this is not going to turn out well for anyone. Um, come on page, come apart, come apart. All right. So the next morning he goes to the gym with Joe and, um, they're just like, no, we can go over to mom's. She can cook us breakfast and maybe she'll take some sympathy on us. And usually she doesn't. And he's thinking maybe she will since I got the black eye. She does end up cooking them breakfast. Um, so as they're talking about this, uh, Joe is still trying to get his head around the fact that Eric wants to say no to this arrangement, even though he is practically in love with Jean. Um, and their mom, whose name is Audrey, wants Eric to invite Jean and Ada over for dinner. And just like, she's basically just like, oh, you should bring your girlfriend over. And Eric has to explain over and over, she's not my girlfriend. She's a girl that's a friend who wants to sleep with me. Um, so later on, after, later on, so Jean goes, 
sorry, Eric goes over to Jean's as they're sending a text asking if they can talk. And she's automatically thinking that he's going to say no. And she's just like, don't, you know, just, just forget about it. Let's not do it. And he goes, well, I don't want to forget about it unless you change your mind. He's just like, please, God, please do not change your mind on this. And before anything happens, I decide if anyone asks about what they're doing, they'll just say it's none of their business, which it's, it's not. What is happening between Eric and Jean is no one's business except for Eric and Jean. So they walk out into, so they are in Jean's apartment. They lay eight on the floor. So they've got one of those, um, I'm trying to think of, what exactly it is but if like the baby's laying down on the floor on their back and they've got that um oh like a it's like a bar that hangs up above that's got the other bars that connect to the ground i i know what it's called but it's just not coming to me but it's got those dangling toys that they can hit like a it's not a mobile i know i know that um, but they've got Ada under one of those. So she's swatting at the toys. And so they leave her there and they walk out, they walk to the hall, not walk out, but they walk to the hallway that is connected to, um, the bathroom and the bedroom. And so they kind of talk a little bit and then they start to make out, um, and after a while Ada starts screaming because, She's no longer the center of attention, and she does not like that. Um, so they agree that the next time that they make out, they'll do it topless. So they're they're doing this all in stages because this is the first time any of them have slept with anyone in basically months. Um, so. Later, after working at the bar, uh, I don't know if it was that night or or the next, um, Eric goes up to Jean's apartment, and when she opens the door, there's one candle burning saying she wanted this to be, to light the, to kind of like lighten the mood, um, but doesn't want a romantic vibe. He's just like, well, you should definitely get more candles in case the power goes out and flashlight. She goes, yep, yep, I'm going to do that the next time I go to the store. Um, so they start making out and Eric gets nervous. And this is the first time he can ever think of that he is nervous with a girl. And so they, and so they both start talking about how nervous they are and soon... I think soon Jean gets a little fed up with the talking. So she takes off her shirt but leaves the bra on. And Eric is quick to pull his off. And uh, so they both... So Eric ends up like maneuvering them around. So they end up on the ground. They didn't knock anything over. Didn't, try, didn't start to burn anything. Um, but they make it to the floor and keep on making out. And Jean lets him take off her bra. As they're getting more into it, Eric starts, or Ada starts crying. And Eric tells Jean that around like the four to six month uh, age that 
Ada can be weaned off like her midnight feeding. And uh, Jean thinks it's so cute that he's still reading like the baby books. And he's just like, I just want to be prepared for anything. And uh, so he tells her that he's going to go back to his apartment and he's going to shower. And she's just like, and she's just like, I know what you're going to do in that shower. And I wish I could watch like, ooh, ooh, girls getting frisky. Um, so it's been a few days since he last saw Jean. And while he's working, she comes in, but she's followed by an older couple that turn out to be her parents. Now, the reason she moved from Florida up to um, Idaho is that she had a falling out with her parents. So her grandmother had died. And left Jean, um, her estate and money. And her parents didn't like that. They actually tried to sue, uh, sue Jean because of, because of this. And so she left home because she didn't think it would be a good fit because they wanted, like, her parents wanted Jean to give up the baby. Like, they already had a family that they picked out from their church to, um, to raise the baby. And I'm like, those are some overbearing parents. Like the, uh, they're, they're like the Nell for Jean where they don't think that she can do anything right with whether it be raising the baby or anything like that. So he had no idea that her parents were coming into town, but she had apparently, but Jean had apparently talked to Nell about it. So Jean brought Ada over who is now teething and he holds her and comforts her while her parents are watching them and they have like complete utter disdain in their eyes for Eric. So Eric's just like, would you like me to come over tonight? Because he's hoping that they can move from second base to third base. And she's just like, well, let's see how the night goes with Ada teething. Who knows what's going to happen? Um, so when Eric finally is able to get up to the apartment, she opens the door and she's in laundry and he literally cannot talk. And she tells him that she doesn't want to go slow anymore. And he's just like, are you sure? She's just like, yes, I am 100% fucking sure. I do not want to go slow anymore. So they they do have sex finally, much to both their enjoyment. And so he afterwards um, he goes, he takes care of the condom, he does wear one, and he comes back and Jean is asleep. So he's getting ready to leave and he hears Ada start to cry. So he goes and he uh, takes care of Ada. Um, and he's telling Jean, don't worry, I'll take care of her. You just sleep because since Ada's teething, she isn't getting a lot of rest. So he takes care of Ada through the night. Um, and so he gets, so someone knocks on Jean's door the next morning and Eric opens the door and much to his surprise, it's Jean's parents. And he is also shirtless. So they have this look of just like 
discuss for the most part. And so he tells him that he slept on the couch, which is somewhat truth. What he did was he took one of the cushions of the couch into the nursery and slept on the floor of the nursery. So then he could wake up and be close to where Ada was when she woke up with her teething. Um, and he also didn't want Jean to wake up. She's hardly getting any sleep as is. So, and also that Ada threw up on a shirt and that's why he wasn't wearing one. And they're just like, oh, like it's, it's a new fucking tune for her parents. Just like, oh, well, we didn't know all this. Um, and her parents asked where Jean is because of that she's still sleeping. And since Ada is teething, she doesn't get a lot of rest, as I said before. After Eric saying some backhanded comments about Jean having people and basically having the right people there to help her out and support her, her parents finally just realized that Eric wants to help and that nothing, and but they don't think that he's sleeping with their daughter, even though he is. Um, so Eric invites Jean and the baby over to a friend's house for a gathering that they're having. And she says, yes, what, what both him and Nell don't tell him uh, or tell her is that uh, it is a party at one of the guys of stage dive. It's one of their house. And yet again, it is Malcolm's house that we're going to. And, and it turns out Malcolm is a fucking diva. Like they're talking about uh, this documentary series that they did a the band and how he has the least amount of of um presence in the documentary and he has it he's got how long he's actually on screen for like he's counted all those minutes and and he's saying that and he's completely whining about it and they're just like just just stop so when they actually get into the house and before Malcolm goes on this big rant about him not being the center of attention she's starstruck completely starstruck about this so they're all kind of talking eric's holding the baby um the two set of twins that we met in the last book or the set of twins that we met in the last book um they take off running so the mom goes after them and that's when malcolm said something which he should have just not said at all. And he points out that Jean and Eric are sleeping together, which Nell is just like, that's not happening. And and she is pissed when it comes out that they are sleeping together. And not even Pat can calm her down at this point. So things have been a bit strained with Nell throughout the entire book and it, it's it's more strained now um between them so the next day Jean and her parents and Ada they go down to the bar for lunch and Eric's taking a break and when Ada sees him she yells ew and Eric gets so excited because he goes he's just like she said my name she did and they're just like she said ew and they're like you know what that that's close enough to my name she she's saying my name before anyone else's and she's just like you know what I'm gonna be mad if your name is the first name that she does actually say 
and uh and and so Jean goes off to the bathroom and so Eric's still holding Ada and uh he and her parents are just like, hey, can you talk to Jean about moving back to Florida? We want her back. They're just like, and your grandchild? Well, yes. And and Ada too. We absolutely adore them. Be like, I, he's just like, I don't want to talk her into moving, basically. So he's just like, you know what? I'm not going to do this. He, he has still with Ada in his arms gets up and walks to the other side of the restaurant um, to where Nelly, uh, Lydia and Nell are. So Nell takes the baby from Eric and he lets her. Um, and when Jean comes out of the bathroom, she goes like, why are you so mad? And he goes, I don't know. Maybe it's your parents wanting me to talk you going to move back to Florida. And she goes, Oh, they talk you too. And Nell, the thing is, Nell didn't even know this, so she's completely blindsided. She hands the baby back to Eric, which shows how much she's just in disbelief that this whole thing's going on. And Jean says, well, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. And he's just like, but you've been thinking of leaving. She goes, well, it'd be nice to be next to my parents. So, and Eric's getting a little mad because he thinks that, that it's more than just, just hookups. He thinks that they could actually be in a relationship. So he blindsides Jean the next morning by bringing his mother over. And it's eight o'clock in the fucking morning when he does this. So she is just waking up and... And he's just like, hey, hey, this is my mother, my mother Audrey. She wanted to meet Ada. How about they, they uh, hang? How about those two hang out together and we have a conversation over here? And she's just and so, one, Eric's mother is taken totally back by this because she's just like, I did not raise you to be rude, and he's just like, I'm sorry. Um. So they have a conversation and Jean just just tells him, you like, this is supposed to be casual and it's not. And he tells her that where she goes, he'll go. So if she wants to move to Florida, he'll sell his half of the restaurant and move with her. So the night so that afternoon, both John or Joe and Eric, they go to a restaurant that the resort owns. Um, is the people who put the offer on the bar, and what they see is a lazy bartender who doesn't know how to make any drinks. Um, they uh, see waiters or wait staff that just talk to each other while you've got a patron sitting or a customer sitting uh, at a table, like just waving her hand, trying to get the uh, uh, one of the wait staff's attention. And there it, it, it's, it's bad. And Eric is no longer wanting to accept the offer because they think everything's just going to go downhill, that they're going to change everything about, 
about dive bar. They're gonna they're not gonna make it be dive bar anymore, even though that's the staple of it. Um and and he and Joe's just like, you have to talk to Gina about it. He goes, if she decides to move, I can't do anything. I literally have no rights because I'm not Ada's father and I'm not married to Jean. And Joe's just like, talk to her. Tell her what you're thinking. And, and you just need to do this. So he tells Joe that he is going to talk to Jean about all this. Um, but before he can talk to her about not wanting to accept the offer later that night, when she comes into the bar, everyone butts in and tells her that she should think that she should stay. Nell tells Jean for the first time that Eric has found someone that he puts in front of himself. And not that Eric will ever admit it, but he's in love with Jean. Jean's a little taken aback by this because it is not what she was originally thinking that any of this was going to be about. Um, and But she says that I love you too and then she agrees to stay. So there is an epilogue uh, in this book and it's set roughly... Uh, I'm going to say four to six months in the future. Um, so Nell and Pat, they have their son, Samuel. Um, and they've talked about how, uh, the day before they had taken, uh, Ada to the beach. So, Eric has invited everyone over to a family dinner and what a lot of the people think that they're going to do is that they're going to celebrate um, that they've officially turned down the offer to sell the bar. So Nell helps out with this little surprise that uh, Eric has going, which he's going to propose to Jean and he's hiding her... Uh, her engagement ring and her champagne flute. Um, and she's so trying to talk to Eric out of it. Like anything that could go wrong, it, she could swallow it. And he's just like, and she's just like, you should do this alone. Like you shouldn't be doing with all this. He goes, no, 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 this is what I want to do. This is what's going to happen. So he is in front of everyone. He's giving a toast. And as Jean goes to drink, like he freaks out for a minute and, and yells at Jean to don't drink it, the champagne because there's a ring in it and he doesn't want her to choke. She starts free. Like she gets like a little bug. I'd be like, there's a ring. He goes, yes, there's an engagement ring. So she goes and she fishes that sucker out. Now Lydia has taken the baby. So then all this can happen. And like, and he asks her and she's not saying anything. Like she says, Oh, it's so pretty. It's beautiful. And he's just like, um, can I, can I have an answer? He's trying to be like this calm and collective guy on the outside, but on the inside, he's freaking the fuck out because she's not saying anything. And she finally tells him, yes, 
And that is the end of the book and the end of the series. So something I didn't do last week and I'll do this week. So, um, or I might've done last week. So I absolutely love this series. Um, it's just a light airy. I mean, there is one small dark piece in this and well, not small, but one, one dark piece in this, which is with Nell losing her first child. Um, but other than that, it, it's, it can sometimes be a very uplifting story. And I absolutely love that. And it's just one of those series that you want to just reread over and over and over again. And I absolutely love that about, about a series where you can just always reread it. Um, so there's my take on it. Um, I can probably go a little bit more in depth of that, but I'm already running a little long on uh, this episode, so I don't want to take up too much of you guys' time. Uh, if you guys also want to send in what, if you guys read the book or just listening in and you want to send in your own thoughts of it and and or something that you would have like something that could have been a little different in the book, um, email me at notyournormalbooks at gmail.com. Uh, you can also email any book recommendations that you have that you would like us to go over. Say you have a favorite um, true crime book and that you would like us to read and go over it. Email it in. I'll send it. I'll put it in my jar. And then... Hopefully, at some point, it will get picked. Now, I can't guarantee that they will, but hopefully, at some point, uh, we will go over the books that you guys do recommend. And you can also send those into uh, notyournormalbooks at gmail.com. I am still working on the uh, social media presence. I don't think there's anything else to do besides we are going to pick our next book. Lid is off. All right. Um, I'm a little nervous because I don't know when I'm going to pick. I actually had to fish out a couple of the recommendations that I had put in because uh, now thinking over it, there was some that were just too long of a series um, and others where I didn't think they would go over that well on this. So let's see what we get. Oh, I just need one. Okay. So we have a standalone for our next one. Um, this is also a romance book. It is, I believe it's a shorter book than, um, than what I usually do. But it's Knocked Up by Her Brother's Enemy. And this is by Penny Wilder. Um... Again, if you guys want to find any of these books, you can probably find them either at your local library, at bookstores, and you can definitely find majority of all of these um, on uh, Amazon Kindle. Um, I, myself, I have a Kindle Unlimited subscription, so that works out for me with um, doing all these. Uh, so if you guys want to look into that, Go right ahead. Um, 
Well, I'll see you guys in two weeks for this next episode. Uh, hopefully, if you guys do end up reading it, you guys will like it. All right. I'll see you guys soon.